What's up, everybody? It is Daily Dingers. Today, March 2nd. Daily Dingers, episode two. So, we all know what happened yesterday. Self-imposed deadline from uh, the front office of Major League Baseball. We are going to miss the first two weeks of baseball. First two series. So opening day will not start on time as usual. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I am pissed off at both sides. I really can't uh, can't feel bad for the players, and I don't feel bad for the owners for uh, multiple reasons. Um, you know, players, when millionaires, these players are complaining about not getting uh, money and not keeping up with inflation rate. Welcome to the fucking real world, dude. Okay? Welcome to the real world. This is how things work. Oh, the people with money make decisions that you don't like? Yeah, it happens everywhere. You're not special. You. Pl- I refuse to feel bad for people who play a children's game for a king's ransom. Okay? My three-year-old nephew plays baseball just like you. It's the same game. I don't feel bad for these players. And here's the thing. Who's going to win? It's going to be the owners. The owners are billionaires. Okay? Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, $13 billion he's worth. $13 billion. You think he can wait out someone who's making $600,000 a year? Yeah. He can wait them out no problem, bro. So – the fact that they keep going back and forth and back and forth on, on a lot of these issues is just stupid, okay? The the league wanted to implement a pitch clock. A pitch clock in baseball makes no sense, okay? They wanted to make the bases bigger. What are we doing? Why are we focused on what the bases? Um, and then there was something else as well um, that they wanted to change. But if you're interested in growing the game of baseball, adding a pitch clock, not going to bring new people in. Making the bases bigger, not going to bring people in. Oh, the other one was ban the shift. If you're on the fence about watching baseball, but, oh, now they ban the shift. Oh, I'm going to watch now. Not going to bring new people in. These rules, all you're doing is alienating the current fan base, the only fan base that you have. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we changing these rules and then hiding it under the the notion that, oh, we're trying to grow the game. That's not growing the game. That's not doing anything. So that really pissed me off. It makes no sense. And then these players, we're doing it for the younger generation. I just, Max Scherzer was sitting up there um, with uh, Tony Clark, who's in charge of the players uh, association. And, you know, Max Scherzer makes... Well, if if you made fifty thousand dollars a year, it would take you three years to make what Max Scherzer makes in one inning, not one game, one inning, three outs. So three outs takes a normal American three years to make. I refuse to feel bad for people like that. I'm sorry, I don't care. You make a ton of money for playing a game. It's a game. You're not in the you know a, a welder. You're not you know deep sea fishing in the middle of the ocean. You're not doing anything dangerous. You live. A luxury life. So get your shit together, both sides. I don't know. I'm just pissed off about it. I think it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. 
Um, and these players want to wait it out. You're not going to wait out billionaires. They have all the power. So that's my thoughts on what happened yesterday. We're going to miss the first two weeks. Again, you're trying to grow the game of baseball. Let's cancel games. Great idea. Great idea. <sighs> Again, if anybody wants to come on and join, I dropped the link in the uh, the chat here. And again, I'm running this show by myself, so stick with me if you leave any comments or anything. But if anybody has any more uh, things to share about this situation in baseball, I'd love to hear it because this is just my opinion. I'd love to get another person's, uh, you know, where they're coming from as well. But my point of view, screw the owners and screw the players. Figure it out. Don't feel bad for either of you. You're both making money hand over fist. And the thing is, is they want to go to the owners and they're, they're saying, well, if your employer was making profits that were double, you know, and you're making less, how is that fair? Dude, does anybody go to their job and say, hey, I saw you guys made a lot of money last year. You doubled your profits. Um, I'm not going to keep working until you give me more money. That no, nothing, it doesn't work like that, dude. The people with money continue to make money. If you don't like that, go and make your own league. Then this is how things are run. You think Amazon workers, Jeff Bezos, you made a lot of money last year. We're not going to work until you give us some rev share. Until we get some share of your revenue. Okay. Bye. See ya. Don't fucking need you, dude. That's not how things work. And then they try to rationalize it. You're just so out of touch. These athletes are just so out of touch with reality. Makes no sense. So those are my thoughts on baseball. We're not going to get baseball for at least two weeks into the season. So now I got to come up with some other shit to talk about because baseball's gotten pushed back more. So I will be talking about fantasy and uh, futures as well. The players are the product, John. I agree. They are the product. But just like it's that it's the same kind of argument like you could say with, you know, the worker and the owner. Well, the owner doesn't uh, is nothing without the worker. Agreed. You can always find new workers, but the owners and the people that own these organizations are the ones assuming all the risk. They're the one putting up all the money and assuming all the risk, just like any other business. I just refuse to feel bad for any of these, uh, any of these athletes and any of these owners. I'm sick of all of them. Again, guys, the link is in the chat. If you guys want to come on, use this StreamYard link. Please tell me I'm wrong. Call me an idiot. I don't care. But if you want to join on that, uh, that link is in the uh, chat right there. That StreamYard link. I will see you jump in and we can have a discussion. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and proceed. I'm going to start uh, today. We're going to talk about uh, just quickly about fantasy, fantasy baseball, because I love fantasy baseball. And then we'll talk about another futures bet that I like. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen with you. I wrote this article yesterday. Let's share my screen. And we are going to talk about fantasy baseball shortstops. Okay. So here we go. We'll get right into it. I got some sleeper and value picks. Okay. So first sleeper value pick. It's not necessarily a sleeper because... 
you know, he's ranked so high. So this is more of a value pick. I got Corey Seager here. Corey Seager is currently ranked 10th best shortstop by Fantasy Pros. So Fantasy Pros is usually uh, what I go off of. Um, and you can see here, he's uh, taking about his ADP, which is average draft pick, is about 64. So before the lockout, he was traded to the Rangers. He's going to share the middle of the infield with Marcus Simeon. Uh, he's an all-star second baseman. So that'll be a nice up the middle for the Rangers. Corey Seager is going to get little protection in this lineup. All they have is Simeon, Aroldis Garcia, who started off the year hot last year. And then Isaiah Kiner-Falefa will come off the bench uh, to some capacity. So Corey Seager only played 94 games last year due to a hand injury that put him on the 60-day DL. But let's look at his production last season in those 94 games, okay? Out of any shortstop, he had the highest on-base percentage than any other shortstop with a 392. So to put things in perspective, guys, 360 is great. 360 is very good. It's 60 points higher uh, than an average. So on-base uh, percentage. Really good. He's, he's almost a 400 on base percentage, which is great. And he's the set. It's the highest out of any shortstop. So ranked number one, top five in average out of all shortstops. He hit 304. The guy's hitting over 300. He hit over 300 last year. Top five out of all shortstops. Top six in slugging out of all shortstops with 520. Okay. Top six slug out of shortstops. Top three in OPS on base plus slugging. Uh, with a 912, which is incredible. So top three. So for all those reasons, for a guy that's going 10th best shortstop, I think this is a no-brainer for me. He deserves a much higher ADP than going uh, number 64. So at his current rank, I think he is a steal. That's why I have him as a value pick or a sleeper. So for all those reasons, like I said, number one in OBP, top five in slug, top six in I'm sorry, top six in slug, top five in average, and top three in OPS, okay? Next, we got another sleeper slash value, Brandon Crawford. Criminal. It is criminal how slept on this guy is. Where can my man get some respect? He's constantly overlooked, okay? He's ranked 24th among all shortstops. You serious, Clark? This man deserves to be top 10. He is a workhorse, okay? Let's look at last season. He was ranked fourth among all shortstops in OPS, on base plus slugging, 895. Ranked fourth among shortstops in slugging with a 522. There are 24 other starting shortstops who have more strikeouts than him. So he is in the top third of not striking out. Good plate discipline. Top seven in average among all shortstops. He hit 298. The dude hit 300 last year. Also going to give you 24 bombs, 90 RBIs, and 79 runs last season. Now, I understand that, um, like my buddy John here says, the Giants did um, overproduce or over... Uh, Overproduced pretty much their uh what their uh, expect expectations were. They outperformed their expectations last year. So that is for sure. But Brandon Crawford, another stat right here. He played in 138 games last season. Besides his rookie year where he didn't play the entire season, that's the least amount of games in his career. 138. Like I said, dude is a workhorse. Guy deserves more respect. Um, absolutely targeting him later in my drafts. He is an absolute value pick. Uh, for me overperform. Thank you, John. Brandon Crawford is fantastic and is a top 10 shortstop. Good sleeper call. Thank you, John. Agree, sir. Put that little graphic on there for you. 
And that's the thing too. Brandon Crawford, great defender. But we just don't get points for anything in the field, unfortunately. But yes, he is very good defender as well. Constantly slept on for I don't know what reason. We're going to keep it moving. Next, we got a bust. Bust. All right? I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Obviously, I am a Cubs fan. Born and raised. This guy holds a spot in my heart, okay, for what he did for my city and what he did for the Cubs. He was instrumental in their success for a number of years. Thing is, that's over, okay? Javi is ranked 11th best shortstop. Last season, he had the most strikeouts among shortstops and second basemen. It was also a career high uh, for him in strikeouts, 184 strikeouts. Bro, that's a lot of Ks. That's a lot of strikeouts, career high, more than any shortstop, more than any second baseman. And if you, I put a little graphic in here too for his plate discipline. You can find this at uh, Baseball Savant. They give you a lot of nice graphs with um, any kind of uh, information that you're trying to look up. His plate discipline, that's what I wanted to focus on. Piss poor, okay? His chase rate or his chase percentage, you can see right here, chase percentage, 44.5%. League average is 28.3. That's bad. That's real bad. He, he chases a lot, okay? Guy just signed a six-year, $140 million contract this offseason, okay? He moved to the AL, which is obviously a new division. He's not going to have that same familiarity uh, as he would when he was in the NL Central. I also... Don't see any motivation for him getting any better, any signs of improvement after he signed a long-term contract, got his money, got the contract, even though the AL Central is another dog shit division. He hit 265 last season. He's projected around 180 strikeouts again this year, a dip in his home run production for those reasons. I see most of his value on the base path and playing the field, not at the plate. And until he becomes more disciplined at the plate, I am going to pass on Javier Baez. Also, my buddy John says he might get fat. Hot take. Javi might get fat. Who knows? We saw uh, Miguel Cabrera come from uh, the Marlins to Detroit. Get chubby. Maybe it's something in the water there. Um, I don't know. But my buddy John says he might get a little chubs. I can see it, right? Getting older, Detroit, going to be cold. Who knows? But that is uh, that is a move um, for the bust. I'm staying away from Javi. Bounce back, baby. Glaber, Glaber days, Glaber Torres. Okay, we get it. Glaber Torres had a rough uh, couple of seasons. So he's currently ranked as a 21st best shortstop. Last season, and 2020 were a disaster, okay? He had a 0.8 war last year and a minus 0.2 war. I didn't even know you can get a minus war. That's bad. That means they're better without you than they are with you. Woo! Um, I didn't even know that was possible. Here's the thing. The dude's a baller, okay? Let's not forget he's a two-time All-Star. He made the All-Star team in his rookie year in 2018 and in 2019, in those seasons, he had an 871 OPS and an 820 OPS. He also slugged for 535 in 2019 and 480 in uh, 2018. Okay. He also had 38 home runs in tw uh, 2019. 38 home runs, almost 40 bombs. 
The dude's already proven himself, okay? I know, and I've seen this guy can ball. He can play. I've already seen what I needed to see, okay? The recent struggles speak for themselves. He's recently struggled with fastballs. He's posted his lowest batting average and slug against it. His barrel percentage went down drastically as well. I just don't see him living in the dumps. He's way too talented, and there's no way he stays down there. So I see this as a big bounce back spot for Glaber. This is a good buy low, sell high. And with him ranked as a 21st best shortstop, I would definitely scoop him too in hopes that he does make his bounce back this year. Glaber days are coming in my eyes. So that is fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball. Now we're going to move into um, futures bets. Okay. Futures bets. This is our second one. We're going to focus on the NL Central. My pick, the Brewers at minus 125. So winner of the NL Central, another dog shit division. The Brewers at minus 125. So this division is a two-horse race, okay? You got the Brewers versus the Cardinals. That's that's all who is uh, competing in this, in this division. The Cubs, Reds, and Pirates are not a factor. Uh, the Brewers won the division by five games last season. The Cardinals did a great job. Uh, they got the second wild card spot in the National League. Dodgers grabbed the first. They won over 100 games. Uh, the Brewers won 95 games while the Cardinals won 90. This is deceiving because the NL Central is also a dog shit division. The Pirates lost 101 games. The Cubs lost 91 games. So you're beating up on a bunch of scrubs. It's real easy to rack up a bunch of wins. But... This is where I find discrepancies, okay? We're going to look at run differential. Run differential for the Brewers, plus 115. Cardinals, plus 34. So you can see there, Brewers scored 115 more runs than they gave up. Cardinals, only 34. So let's look out through uh, standout players. Standout players, we got Brandon Woodruff, who's got a 5.7 war. Corbin Burns, 5.7 war. Those are your two aces. Those are your two stars of the team, pretty much. I mean, look at their war. That's that's asinine. 5.7. Stupid. Uh, Brewers pitching staff ranks in the NL. So Brewers got a good pitching staff. The best, uh, the best obviously, in this division could be best in um, National League, possibly. So let's look at their pitching staff ranks, okay? They're third in ERA. Third in innings pitched, so they're eating up innings. Second in giving up hits. Third in runs allowed. Third in earned runs. Fifth in home runs. And first in strikeouts. They have a dominant pitching staff, okay? All those. N nothing ranked under fifth. Third in ERA. Third in innings. Second in hits. Third in runs. Third in earned runs. Fifth in bombs. And first in strikeouts. Also, the team ERA 3.5. That is the third best in all of baseball. So, team ERA 3.5, best, third best in all of baseball. Obviously, the best in this division. Their offense, this is the problem, isn't a powerhouse by any means. They do struggle to stay consistent. Their team batting average is a 233, and that's tied for 27th overall in baseball. So, they're hitting, like I said, their average. They have trouble being consistent. 27th overall, not very good. Among the NL, they rank 6th in runs, 
eighth in home runs, fifth in stolen bases, third in walks, and eighth in OBP. So again, middle of the road. They're nothing special. The thing is their roster is built around run prevention, and they just need enough support from their hitters to, to keep up with that. The way they built their roster, heavy on the rotation, heavy on the pitching staff, and then they just need enough production out of their players to or out of their hitters to kind of keep up. Pakoda. Pakoda came out with their projections. If you guys aren't familiar, Pakoda is a very famous and well-known uh, projection system that kind of comes out every year. They have the Brewers winning 97 games next season, the most out of any National League team. That's more than the Dodgers, more than uh, Padres. I mean, no, the, the Pakoda, for what it's worth, you know, Pakoda's not always super um, consistent, but their projections have the Brewers at winning 97 games, the most in the National League. So for all those reasons, I am taking the Brewers at minus 125 to win the NL Central. Again, I think that's going to slap really easily. Uh, like I said, they won the division by five games last year. It's going to be a two-horse race. It's going to be the Cardinals and the Brewers. And I think the Brewers pitching staff obviously is what stands out in this division and in the National League. So we're taking Brewers minus 125. For my futures bet. If anybody has anything to say in the comments or wants to jump on real quick, uh, feel free. If not, I'm going to get out of here soon. But again, that link is in the chat if anybody wants to jump on. Otherwise, I'm going to close it out. I went through my fantasy shortstops, my sleeper slash values, my busts, my bounce back. Again, the bounce back, Glaber Torres, bust, Javi Baez, sleeper value, Brandon Crawford, and then the sleeper value, Corey Seager for his current ADP. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today. I'll be back on Friday with some more stuff. I'll probably do more, uh, again, fantasy, and then we'll look at futures. All right, thanks for watching. See you guys later. On a warm summer's evening. On a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of faces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done Surviving, it's knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even.
And his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got no when to hold up No when to hold up No when to walk away And no when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Enough for counting when the dealer's done.